Talk to me a little bit about that mindset, man, because I think that's the biggest thing that entrepreneurs have to get over. Well, to start with, you know, I, I know that we don't like to talk about death, but we do talk about generational wealth a lot in this generation. Mm -hmm. So we can't talk about generational wealth and not talk about a structure. So like Matt was just saying, like he has two kids. He does real estate. He pays. I know I started. That's how I made my first million in real estate. I had to pay capital gains. So if I if I flip a house. I, I got to pay the IRS if I make money on it, unless I move, unless I take that money and put it into another deal. Mm -hmm. All right. So capital gains tax, you're able to save money on capital gains tax. We we don't a lot of times we don't worry about taxes, but we end up in a lot of tax trouble. That's his background. So he'll tell mm -hmm. you more about that. But structure is important. With a trust, we don't pay capital gains tax. With a trust, like I was telling you, like my mentor told me, he said the problem is that your community, meaning our community, feels like that we have to be rich to have a trust, which is the structure. I live in the high rise. The foundation should be the trust, mm -hmm. right? So if I'm trying to build a 25 uh, uh, um, story building, I, I have to first have a solid structure and foundation before I can build that building. Our community, we build up two stories, then something happened, then we gotta start all over. Somebody get cancer. Mm -hmm. Then we build up two stories, then somebody gets sick, or, or uh, somebody go to jail, or some, you, you lose your job. Like, so we have to always reset. Yeah. So that's time. You can't, time is something that you can't get back. Mm -hmm. So when we start talking about generational wealth, what are we wanting to leave behind? Mm -hmm. My mentor said, he said, imagine they're a race. And the race started, it's, it's so funny, we're in Memphis and I, and I love Martin Luther King, but ima imagine we're in the race and the race started 400 years ago and you get in the race. Mm -hmm. You'll never catch up with them people that's been in the race for 400 years. Mm -hmm. So we, we, we're we not trying to be number one in the race. The only thing that we could do is help the people that's coming behind us. So to answer your question, to protect your assets so that you can keep what you're building so mm -hmm. nobody can take it, you become asset proof, you become seizure proof, meaning the IRS or the government can't take what you have. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times they take our land and all of our assets due to eminent domain or this person didn't pay this or they put a lien against this. They can't do that because the trust owns it. You don't own it. Yeah. Um, Prenup proof. A lot of times we lose. We have to start all over because we get divorces and the spouse takes half or they want everything. Nope. The, the trust owns everything. So mm -hmm. nobody can take half. If yeah. they're not a, a, a trustee on the trust, they can't take half. Mm -hmm. They can't take anything because you don't own nothing, right? You just control it. So now the beneficiaries are able to benefit from the benefits of the trust. So to answer your question, there's a lot of benefits. Even as an entrepreneur, you're able to build business credit with a trust. You have an EIN. He just told you he has a public trust. Mm -hmm. You're able to do a lot of things with a trust. You're able to delete debt with a trust. Mm -hmm. You're able to transfer debt over to a trust. You're able to do a lot with a trust. Yo, what's going on, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Equity Tap Network. Listen, man, I need you guys to do me a favor. Find a pen, find a pad, because we're going to drop some major game on you guys today. I got my guy, Coach DeMont, in the building, man. I got Matt. I got Vito. It's going to be a dope conversation, man. So, of course, Matt Vito, that was on my guys, man. Just met Coach DeMont. We've been chopping it up off camera, and just some massive game has been shared, man. We actually had to stop the conversation. I was like, hold up, man. Let's let's pause this. Let's get on. Let's get this on the camera, man. Uh, we was chopping it up. Coach DeMont is, uh, was on million, million dollars worth of game. 
Uh, so he's he's seen nationally. He's doing a lot of big things. The one percent club. We're gonna dive into that a little bit more. Uh, we're gonna get into his background. We're gonna allow him to share some game with you. Uh, Matt has actually been working with him personally. Me and Vito uh, are looking at doing some work with him. So man, this is gonna be cool for all of us to kind of interact and kind of vibe, man. But before we get started, what I want to do is I'm gonna let y'all introduce y'all selves, man, and then we'll jump in. Uh, Coach uh, Demont, since you you our guest, man, I'll let you introduce yourself first, and then we'll kind of go from there. I, I want to first say thanks for having me. You know, my grandmother used to tell me people don't have to be nice to you. People don't have to share their stage with you. So I appreciate you for having me on your platform. My appreciate name is Coach coming, Demont. I am, uh, I call myself the, the trust fund coach. I help teach people about trust. I help teach people about credit. I help people get money from banks and I help teach people real estate. So I coach and mentor thousands of people, athletes, nine to five workers, um, entrepreneurs, I, people, anybody that has a dream for their life, I help teach them how to build generational wealth. For sure, man. And I know we talked a little bit off camera. You've been in the game for a while. Yeah, I don't know if I look my age, but I've been in the game, I started, uh, in 2000, so about 23 years. 23 years, yeah. okay. We're gonna try to extract that 23 years worth of game, man, yeah. from you. Uh, a lot of wisdom. Yeah, 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 for sure. Matt, introduce yourself real quick, man. What's going on? My name is Matthew Cheney. I go by as Flippin' Matt on Instagram. Um, I specialize in real estate. I run a, run a successful real estate development company um, where we built a platform out of wholesaling, fix and flip, um, buy and hold, and now new construction. Man, how did you and Coach DeMont link up? Actually, uh, me and Coach DeMont hooked up by me actually setting up my own trust. Okay. And just searching out uh, how to protect my assets. And I went with the 1% Club, and we've been clicking ever since. For sure, man. Yeah. We're going to dive into that as well. <laughs> yeah, my guy Vito, man, introduce yourself real quick. What's going on, man? I'm Vito, uh, Boss Hall, the investor on IG, if you follow. Um, I'm a serial entrepreneur, got a couple chains of restaurants, uh, tax services, barbershops, and real estate. For sure, for sure, yeah. man. This is cool, man. This is the first time I've ever had four people on the uh, on the set, man. So we kind of improvise and making this work. But uh, I think this is going to be a dope conversation, man. I want to jump right into it, uh, Coach DeMont, man. Talk to me a little bit about the trust game, man. I know we talked off camera. You told me a little bit about your mentor and kind of how all of it came about. Just so people fully understand, you know, the power of trust. Because some people, like we were talking about, this has been a buzzword probably for the last 12 to 18 months. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people really don't fully understand what a trust is. From your perspective and all the game that you have, kind of give us a like a snapshot of what a trust is and how we should utilize it. Well, it's simple. A trust is a contract. Okay. Trust has been around for over 500 years, so it's not new. You know, we think it's new because we're just now starting to hear about it. But elite families have been protected with trust for hundreds of years. The Rockefeller family, the Lamborghini family, the Forbes family, the Vanderhoff family, the Trump family, all those families, yeah. you know, so... When we start talking about building generational wealth, we got to understand the structure of a trust. So it's a contract. Okay. So you could, it's, it's based upon contract law. So you could put in the trust whatever you want to put into it. You know, you can put the provisions of whatever the, the you choose to put into it. Okay. Yeah. Generational wealth, man. How do we utilize the trust to, to help us in that process? Well, you got to fund it. Okay. So if you, Michael Jackson had a trust, but he never had the time to fund it because maybe he thought he was going to live a longer life. Mm. So if, if you don't fund it, you just have a trust. So funding it means that uh, Matt could put his watch in the trust. He could put his card in the trust. Vito could put his restaurants in the trust. He could put his house in the trust. You could put 
all of your assets in your trust, you and your wife. So anything can go in the trust. This mic can go in the trust. This studio can go in the trust. This camera can go in the trust. Okay. So funding it. So you can put insurance policies in it, 401ks, IRAs, money markets, all of those uh, uh, brokerage accounts, stocks, crypto, everything can go in the trust. So you just pretty much assign it. It's a contract. Okay. What is the benefit of putting assets in the trust? To protect them. Okay. So uh, Nelson Rockefeller said, own nothing, control everything. So yeah, you don't want to own anything. We're taught to ownership, ownership, ownership. But if you own it, that means somebody can take it. Mm. So you want to protect it so no one can take it. So the trust owns it. You just control it. Gotcha, gotcha. So, man, this is an education lesson for me, too, because you said funded. Uh, and I guess that's kind of what I'm what I'm asking. Like once you say funded, but then you say you put these actual tangible things within it. Is mm -hmm. that considered funding or do you have to actually put money in it? No, those tangible things are assets. So th that is you funding it. OK, so you can put money into it. You could put a life insurance policy into it. I mean, the Rockefellers, they have million dollar life insurance policies on everybody in the family. So when they die, it replenishes the family bank, which is, you know, which is the trust being funded. Okay. So that's a way to fund it. There's many ways to fund it. If I make the beneficiary of my 401k, the uh, the trust, I'm funding it, right? Because mm -hmm. now the trust has that asset. So if I make my house, uh, if I transfer the deed to my house over to the trust, I'm funding it. Now the, house, the, the trust has that asset. Yo, what's going on, Equity Chasers? Listen, I know you guys are enjoying the episode. Real quick, I know that you guys have already subscribed to the channel, so that's not why I'm coming to you. I'm coming to you guys because we have some major things that we're going to be rolling out. So what I need you to do is pause the video, go down to the description. Right above the description of the video, you're going to see a link. That link is going to give you access to our email list. I need you to subscribe. So when we roll out some of these things, you'll be one of the few that can get into the room. What are we going to roll out? We're going to be opening up our studios this summer. We're going to be letting you guys come in. We're going to be letting you guys watch us record live. We also have some live events planned. We have a lot of things that we're going to be rolling out for you, the entrepreneur who's looking to take your business, your game to the next level this summer. You're going to want to hit that email list and tap in. But look, let's do this. Let's get back to the video. Thank you. So, man, let's 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 kind of go back to like the foundations of the trust. Right. Because uh, my wife and I, we we recently set up a trust. I know Matt uh, has his trust and Vito. We all got mm -hmm. our trust set up. But I think that there is still a financial literacy component that's missing out of it. So so take me back to the foundation for someone who's watching this interview that maybe never heard about a trust. What are some of the things that they should be thinking about when forming their trust? Uh, I think the first thing. Uh, when I teach my mentees is to is to have a a, a family meeting okay. and to determine what do you want the the trajectory of your family to be. Gotcha. You know, so that's called a secession meeting, which we don't talk about death in our family. Mm -hmm. You know, other ethnicities do. They talk about what they want. They talk about their wishes. They talk about what they you know what they want to happen when they die. Yeah. But at dinner, at our in our families, you don't start talking about death. They gonna be like, I don't want to talk about that right now. Mm -hmm. But then when somebody dies, we got to figure out well, what did she want? Where was her? Where where was it? Where, where, where who was the beneficiary on her bank account? Did she have a life insurance policy? Did she? You know, so we got to try to figure out all these things while we're still mourning and dealing with the fact that this person has gone. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Sure. Dealing, start working on a secession plan to me would be the first thing to do. Okay. So there was the foundation of you starting your trust. Was it initially just for the secession piece? No, the, the foundation of me starting my trust was my, my mentor asked me a question and he said, 
uh, we were having a conversation. And he's a billionaire. Okay. And I said, he said, he said, will they know your name in seven generations? And I've been shot eight times. You know, I've been mm -hmm. on my deathbed twice. So I had to think about it. My life, like, what did did I want to be somebody? Les Brown says, "Do you want to be somebody that just exists and and walk and goes through this 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 world and doesn't leave a trace, or do you want to to for people to know who you are?" Like, that's to me, that's legacy. Yeah. My Angelou said, "Your legacy is everybody that you touch along the way." Mm -hmm. But if you don't leave, my mentor said, "If you don't leave them something, they're not gonna know who you are in seven generations." So that's why I started wanting to learn it because I felt like. It was like, it, it seemed like a secret society. Mm -hmm. It seemed like when people were talking about trust or trust fund babies or Donald Trump not paying taxes or any of those things, it was like, well, why doesn't he pay taxes? Mm -hmm. Or how do you become a trust fund baby? How do you make a trust fund baby? It all starts with the foundation of a trust. Yeah, yeah. Man, I want to I wanna come back to that. I, wanna, I want I want my guys to chime in too, man, because I know we've been talking off camera and we all kind of got some perspective on this. The 1% Club, Matt, I know you got in, introduced to uh, Koji the Month, man. Talk to me a little bit about kind of how you're utilizing your trust right now. Uh, so right now, um, how I'm utilizing it is I'm putting, I'm starting, I've just started to put rentals, rental properties that we own inside the trust because at first I didn't have that. I just had it in a regular LLC. Gotcha. So now actually getting it structured the correct way, now I have my uh, rentals actually you know, protected a lot more. Okay. So now I'm in just the process of just transferring all of my assets over. So right now that's how I'm using it. Um, trying to get a little deeper, get a little bit more educated from our mentor. Yeah. And um, and as I learn more, I'm going to do more with it. Man, you said you had it structured wrong or you, you were utilizing it wrong. What, what way did you have it structured originally and kind of what were some of the things that you had to change up to, to utilize it properly? So um, once I when I joined 1% Club, they actually structured everything for me. I didn't actually have to do anything. Mm. <laughs> so they uh, structured a, uh, a private trust for me and a, and a public trust. And uh, also from there, I had to go and get a bank account set up. So I had to get a trust account. I've never had a trust account before. So now I have a trust account that I can, like he said, I can put assets in that trust account. So if something happens to me, all of my money is not going off the probate. It's yeah. actually in a trust and it can go to my children. Yeah, I've heard the, um, I actually talked to a guy who handles a lot of the probate court stuff here in Memphis. And it was surprising the amount of, you know, individuals he said he saw on a monthly basis that had to deal with that situation. And something as simple as a trust can help alleviate that. Man, I want to uh, I want to get into kind of the money plays behind the trust, man, because I think uh, that's a lot of the things that we're motivated by. Right. And sometimes I'll be honest with you. Those are some of the sticking points. Right. Like, yeah, we, we hear the secession piece and, and, and that's kind of one of those things we think we're invincible. Right. So that's long term down the line. But. As entrepreneurs, we're out here, man. We're making moves, right? We're taking risks, and we're doing a lot of things to kind of grow our money. And you used an analogy earlier where you was talking about the building and it coming down after every emergency, and we're having to rebuild. Talk to me a little bit about that mindset, man, because I think that's the biggest thing that entrepreneurs have to get over. Well, to start with, you know, I, I know that we don't like to talk about death, but we do talk about generational wealth a lot in this generation. Mm -hmm. So we can't talk about generational wealth and not talk about a structure. So like Matt was just saying, like he has two kids. He does real estate. He pays. I know I started, that's how I made my first million in real estate. I had to pay capital gains. So if I, if I flip a house, I, I got to pay the IRS if I make money on it, unless I move, unless I take that money and put it into another deal. Mm -hmm. All right. So 
capital gains tax. You're able to save money on capital gains tax. We we don't a lot of times we don't worry about taxes, but we end up in a lot of tax trouble. That's his background. So he'll tell you more about that. But structure is important. With a trust, we don't pay capital gains tax. With a trust, like I was telling you, like my mentor told me, he said, the problem is that your community, meaning our community, feels like that we have to be rich to have a trust, which is the structure. I live in the high rise. The foundation should be the trust, mm -hmm. right? So if I'm trying to build a 25 uh, uh, um, story building, I, I have to first have a solid structure and foundation before I can build that building. Our community, we build up two stories, then something happened, then we got to start all over. Somebody get cancer. Mm -hmm. Then we build up two stories, then somebody gets sick or, or uh, somebody go to jail or some, you, you lose your job. Or, like, so we have to always reset. Yeah. So that's time. You can't, time is something that you can't get back. Mm -hmm. So we, we start talking about generational wealth, what are we wanted to leave behind? Mm -hmm. My mentor said, he said, imagine they're a race. And the race started. It's, it's so funny. We're in Memphis, and I, and I love Martin Luther King. But ima imagine we're in a race. And the race started 400 years ago. And you get in the race. Mm -hmm. You'll never catch up with them people that's been in the race for 400 years. Mm -hmm. So we, we, we're we not trying to be number one in the race. The only thing that we could do is help the people that's coming behind us. So to answer your question, to... Protect your assets so that you can keep what you're building so mm -hmm. nobody can take it. You become asset proof. You become seizure proof, meaning the IRS or the government can't take what you have. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times they take our land and all of our assets due to eminent domain or this person didn't pay this or they put a lien against this. They can't do that because the trust owns it. You don't own it. Yeah. Um, Prenup proof. A lot of times we lose. We have to start all over because we get divorces and the spouse takes half or they want everything. Nope, the, the trust owns everything. So mm -hmm. nobody can take half. If yeah. they're not a, a, a trustee on the trust, they can't take half. Mm -hmm. They can't take anything because you don't own nothing, right? You just control it. So now the beneficiaries are able to benefit from the benefits of the trust. So to answer your question, there's a lot of benefits. Even as an entrepreneur, you're able to build business credit with a trust. You have an EIN. He just told you he has a public trust. Mm -hmm. You're able to do a lot of things with a trust. You're able to delete debt with a trust. Mm -hmm. You're able to transfer debt over to a trust. You're able to do a lot with a trust. Man, break that piece down about the debt, because I think a lot of people, um, especially minorities, right, that's trying to get into entrepreneurship, we already start behind the gun financially. Yes. And, you know, credit is a big thing. So we've seen, and, and Vito, you can probably talk more about this piece when it comes to credit and things like that. Um, but we get those credit cards, right, in the name of trying to get a business off the ground. And we're not necessarily sometimes as savvy to be able to manage that money. So we make mistakes, right? Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people that's going to be listening to that may be in the deficit how can you utilize that trust man to eliminate the debt you can use a trust you don't hear wealthy people talking about or wealthy families saying oh they i mean we hear donald trump but when donald trump <laughs> files bankruptcy he files it that chapter 11 he files it on his business he's not filing personal bankruptcy right the trump family is not in any ways bankrupt so but why is that the rockefeller family uh, 150 years mm -hmm. that have been existing over 150 years how are they still here? Because they they have information and a structure that we don't utilize in our families. We're consumers. We want to look rich, but we don't actually want to be rich. Mm -hmm. They want to be rich. So you can transfer debt over to a trust. It's just about assigning the debt over to the trust. Just like I told you, you can sign anything to a trust. Mm -hmm. It's all about an agreement. That's all it takes. 
So how many people have to be involved, man? Because I know the 1% Club, you guys handled it. Is that something that the average person can do on their own? Or do they need to look at getting an attorney? How, how does it all work? I don't suggest people do it on their own. Again, because just like you said, like you have a trust, but you're still learning how to use it. And, and he has a trust and he's still learning how to use it. Well, his benefit is he can call me and say, hey, coach, like I'm, I'm about to buy some property. Uh, how do I move my property over to my trust? I'm mm -hmm. trying to structure a deal. How do I assign the trust? Or I'm trying to do a land trust. A land trust and a, and a family trust are two different things. How do I do those things? You know, so a lawyer, um, again, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm for private. You know, and a lawyer, the type of trust we have is built upon the constitutional law. A lawyer is built on the statutory law. Mm -hmm. Statutory law changes all the time, right? Mm -hmm. the, the U.S. Constitution does not change. So there's two different types of trust. You know, so it's a matter of do you want a trust that changes or do you want, you know, to be, you know, more grounded in, in a private trust? For all my equity tappers, a.k.a. landowners, a.k.a. apartment complex owners, a.k.a. Lamborghini owners, AKA business owners. Hey, Equity Tappers, it's Coach DeMont from the 1% Club, and I'm proud to announce that we have joined forces together to help build and help change 100,000 families by teaching them about a family trust. This family trust can literally change the next seven generations of your family. This family trust can help you to eliminate debt. It can help you to boost your credit score. It can help you to become asset proof. It can help you to become bulletproof. It can help you to open a family bank. Oh, and I forgot to mention, you could buy land trustees with your family trust from the auction. So if you want to change your family, change your credit, and change your business all at the same time, I want to give you the blueprint. The same blueprint that the Rockefellers use, the same blueprint that Nipsey Hussle used to literally change their family and build generational wealth. All I need you to do is go to the link below, set up a one-on-one -on -one blueprint call, and I'm willing to give you the blueprint and share it with you for free. So I'll see you on the inside. How does that work? Well, there's a lot of structures. Um, I'm going to tell you the structure we teach in the 1% Club. So okay. it's not one specific structure. Um, that's what you call a trust web. So a trust web is there's a trust with multiple trusts that are uh, join together. That's what that's the way the Rockefellers have there. So if you have any firearms, you can have a gun trust, you can have a boat trust, you have a family trust, and then you have what's called uh, an operating trust. Mm -hmm. So the way that we build it is the operating trust is the holding company. So that allows you to be able to uh, use a corporation for business because a trust doesn't do business. A trust is not a business. Okay. So you're able to join all these entities together, yeah. then your LLCs will call them sister corps. So the LLC is owned by the holding company, which allows you to now be able to put all these things together and create one tax return. So if by law, your structure is correct, then the only way that you pay taxes is when you pay taxes on taxable events. If you don't create a taxable event, you don't pay taxes. Break it down, taxable event. A taxable event is Vito has a trust. All of his real estate, all of his businesses go into that trust. Mm -hmm. So when Vito pays himself as a trustee, like Warren Buffett, you ever heard Warren Buffett say uh, he makes uh, he pays less in taxes than his secretary makes in a year? I've heard him say this several all times, right. yeah. So he made $3.6 billion. He paid $100,000 in taxes, mm -hmm. right? Why? 
because he paid himself as a trustee. That was the only taxable event. So if Vito has everything going into the trust, but he pays himself $100,000 because you got to show that you make something, especially if he's trying to buy a house, you got to show earned income. So he pays himself $100,000. That's the only taxable event. Gotcha. Yeah. And so, okay, I, I feel you. So whenever if you pull money out. If it stays in the trust, it's non-taxable. Mm -hmm. So just like I just told you, if I do a real estate flip inside of my trust, I don't pay capital gains tax. Yeah. But if it comes, if I do it outside of my trust, then I do have to pay capital yeah. gains tax. Man, as I as I become I'm more I'm not aware, a financial advisor. I'm not a financial advisor, but I do know finance. For sure, for yeah. sure. And man, y'all chime in if y'all got uh, something y'all want to add on this. But I, as I'm learning more about trust and just learning more about finances, right? Uh, and, and the 1% is, is so appropriate because it's the how they operate, right? And I'll let you break that down a little bit more. The more people I talk to about this, the more they feel like that's not legit, right? Mm -hmm. it, and, and, and so what is Too it about- Too good to be true. Yeah, yeah. It's a scam. What, it, yeah. what is it that they know that we don't know, man? And why do we always put this type of information into the category of too good to be true? It's a scam. Because we're the 99%. We're conditioned to be workers. Job, what does job mean? Just over broke. Mm -hmm. So we're conditioned to think that, oh, if I go work for, this is a show, so I ain't gonna say, if we go work for a, a boss, then that's the right thing to do. Who's to say that that's the right? Why can't we own? We create, we, we've created most of the United States. Mm -hmm. Why can't we, why can't we own? Yeah. Why can't we be the boss? You know, so I think that when you start talking about ownership and all of those things, we, we have been brainwashed through many, all the way back. I read this book at least once a year. It's called Post-Traumatic Slave Syndrome. We still suffer from the mindsets of slaves and of the slavery mindset and, and mentality. So everything is too good to be true. But if certain people say certain things, oh, look, it, prime example, 2020. People been talking. We people been talking about investing in stocks for forever. Mm -hmm. We've been hearing about Wall Street. We've been hearing about the stock market. We've been hearing about the the uh, stock exchange. We've been hearing about the S and P five hundred. But now, twenty twenty, when everybody says, uh, when some, certain people get online and say, "Oh, you need a Robinhood account. You need to buy into Amazon. You need to buy into Tesla. You need to buy." So when that happens. More of us ever before in our community, now we download Robinhood, now we buy stocks. Yeah. But people been making millions of dollars off the stock market for hundreds of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't say we didn't say the stock market was a scam. Mm -hmm. You know, so LLCs. So many of the people in our community have had L not had LLCs for at least growing up, my my family that were hairstylists and barbers, they were sole proprietors. Mm -hmm. We didn't start hearing about LLCs until the last, I would say five five or ten years. What y'all think? Mm -hmm. Yeah, five or ten years. Now, oh, I got an LLC. Well, LLC is limited liability, so you still liable. Yeah. So that's not, but but because certain people say you need an LLC, no, you need an LLC. You know, so I just think that we just. We go in waves, yeah. you know, but that's why I, I've dedicated my life to, to educating because the Bible says we fail because of lack of education. Mm -hmm. So we need, we got to educate our people because otherwise everything is a scam. Yeah. You know, everything is a scam. Get we, but if, if, if we, if they tell us we can get a car, we go, go get a car. We not even go look at the paperwork. We just go sign the paper. Yeah. So is that if the, the, the 10, 20, 30% interest rate they charge you, is that a scam? Yeah. 
you know, credit card debt is that we 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 get into more credit card debt than any other ethnicity. Mm-hmm. Is that a scam? We get into credit card debt. Yeah. You know, so I just think that we're 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 not we're not well versed. But what you? Yeah, think? yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was. I'm glad you kicked it over to Vito because you're like your wheel spinning over there, man. What, what's your thoughts on everything? <laughs> man. It's similar to when you, like you say, with the LLC, and then you convert to an S corp. Mm-hmm. So as S corp, you start to get, you know, you're starting to pay taxes against what you earned as an employee of your company because you put it into that shell, that, that S-Corp. So uh, that's just educating yourself about what you have going on. Uh, we, sure. we spoke earlier about um, some tax situations and man, just a light bulb went off my head and it's like, I can't wait to leave because I'm just going to go dive in and get as much information that I can about this tax structure because this is something that we need as a community uh, amongst us all, you yeah. know. So um, I did do my trust with the lawyer, uh, but learning and hearing uh, Coach Demont just go on about the things that that <clears throat> the benefits of the one percent club. Uh, I'm joining. You yeah. know, it's it's a no brainer for me. You know, I'm a supporter anyway. But when I support something that I believe in, I think that's you know it's, it's more value. You know. Yeah, absolutely, man. How do uh, individuals become a part of the one percent club? Um, well, first starts with a success call. So we, we, we pretty much go through whatever your, your, your goals are. Like everybody has different goals. Some people's goal is to build a succession plan. Some people's goal is to just get out of debt and fix their credit with it, with a trust. Some people's goal is to get funding. Um, so we have people that have different goals. So we first start there and then, you know, we, we start with, you know, figuring out what would be the best option for you. Uh, we do have levels where, DIY, where you do your trust yourself, or we have, uh, uh, we do it for you. you know, so we have different options with the trust as well. For sure. Man, take me back a little bit. I know we jumped right into kind of the business of the trust, but I know you have a, an extensive background as an entrepreneur. You've seen some success at an early age, man. Well, wind us back a little bit. Tell me, you know, where you're from, a little bit about your background. Well, I'm from Indiana, uh, Indianapolis, Indiana. I, uh, I started flipping houses. In my early 20s, I made my first million at 24 years old, uh, started a construction company, um, got, got into some trouble uh, in, my, in my early teenage life and uh, had to, I had three felonies, so I never had a job. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I taught my, my uncle taught me how to paint and he, so I used to take flyers and just go from neighborhood to neighborhood asking people could I paint that house? Could I paint that house? And from there, I built a construction company and ended up getting a portion of the, the new airport that we have in Indianapolis, uh, housing divisions, um, developments, apartment complexes, stuff like that. You know, wow. So I took that money, put it into real estate. Um, my mentors, the Bowles brothers, they uh, are really big in real estate in Indianapolis. And they bought me my first house and they said, we'll buy the house if you pay for the rehab. So I'm in my early 20s. I've always, I wanted to be an architect. So I've always loved housing and real estate. Gotcha. So they bought me my first house. I did the flip and they walked me through how to read a HUD, how to, how to like just the things that we, I, we don't really, you know, I never was taught, you know? Mm-hmm. So they taught me, taught me that, made my first million at 24 years old. And uh, I tell people I lost it at 27, mm-hmm. you know? So made it at 24, mm-hmm. lost it at 27. Well, how did you lose it, coach? Yeah. Well, I lost it because nobody never taught me how to keep it. I, I, I hustled and, and, and flipped houses to make it. We talking about 07, 08. Our market 
like that's when our market crashed. But before that, 05, 06, 07, like the market, the real estate market was like tremendous. Like a person could get approved for 10 houses, mm. one person with a 580 credit score. So we was, it was just a different market, <laughs> you know. That's what that's why the banking the banks went down. But um, so the, I, I I ended up you know um, getting uh, investing in real estate and and learning you know where to put my money. But um, from there it showed me diversification because I just had money in real estate. Mm -hmm. I didn't know nothing else. I didn't have no other businesses. I didn't have no other investments. And I tell people like, you got to diversify your portfolio. Yeah. That's what I love about him because he does other things in different industries. Mm -hmm. So one industry goes down, he still has something else to fall back on. The average person, if they doing nails, they just doing nails. Mm -hmm. If they doing trucking, they just doing trucking. If they, they got a restaurant, they just doing the restaurant. Mm -hmm. But you got to diversify your portfolio and you got to invest in multiple things. Otherwise, you set yourself up for, Remember, I told you the building the, the, the crumbles. Yeah. <laughs> so you set yourself up for that, man. I, I'm curious, um, just with all this knowledge that you have, man. Being in Memphis, this your first time in the city? No, it's not my first. Okay. Time. So but just it's my first time being able to see the city like I'm seeing it now. Yes. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm -hmm. So seeing what you see in the city, man. Knowing Matt, knowing Vito, we just got a chance to to meet or whatnot, man. What advice would you give us? Because we've been trying to unify and really, really bring some major financial literacy to the city, right? That's where the equity tap came from. We've been in conversation about forming, you know, another entity that where we can, you know, bring more people on, man. What, what, what advice would you give us? Well, I'm hoping, I think when people come with advice, they, they should be, like my mentor taught me, he said, you got to, when you sit at the table, you should have a solution to the problem. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the solution to the problem is for us to um, align ourselves and join um to be able to create something together. Mm -hmm. Like I was watching, uh, I was watching uh, Pastor Keon Henderson. He was like, "It's so many churches." Actually, I, I was able to see him. He came in the last week. He was like, "So many churches, but if they all..." And I've heard TDJ say the same thing. If they all came together, it would be one big church. But everybody wants to be the head. Mm -hmm. So I think that if we are all, you know, we were talking about this at lunch, like. When you can sit at the table and we can all become a part of each other, because there's resources you have, I don't have. There's mm -hmm. there's talents he has, I don't have. There's talents he has, I don't have. So we're able to sit at the table and show the people watching that we can sit at the table. It's not about how much money we gonna make. It's not no disagreements. Yeah. Like there's gonna be disagreements, but we're able to communicate through those things. I think that we could build something big because I'm in multiple cities. Y'all here. Y'all have y'all have uh, um, uh, relationships in multiple cities, so I think us joining together sure. to build something big, I think, would be the the best thing. Instead of you trying to do your own thing, and then I'm trying to do my own thing in Houston, and Miami, and then somebody else trying to do their own thing in Atlanta. Why we just can't pull all those things together, and then we can change a lot of families. Man, and, and y'all can chime in on this too. I think I heard 19 Keys and Dame Dash have this conversation, right? And he asked him about what is a high level conversation? And the answer that he gave just completely blew my mind, right? He said it's when two generals are having conversations about how do we mobilize our our armies or whatever troops or whatever case. If I'm remembering it correctly, man, and it goes right in line with what you're saying, right? We're four generals here having conversations. We all got you know, a lot of things going on in our own respective rights. But, you know, being on that island by ourselves, right, we can mm -hmm. only do so much but coming together. And, and, and 
I want the audience to know, like, this interview is going to be between us. You suggest, look, everybody get on the camera. And that's because that's the way we got to be thinking, right? Uh, so, man, y'all chime in on this. What's y'all thoughts on, on, on trust and just, you know, the unity? And I really want to take the gloves off, right, uh, and get more into, like, mindset, man, because I think really that's the biggest component that holds us back. We got to get over there first, and then we can start learning, you know, about financial literacy and stuff like that. Yeah, so when we talk about mindset, I just think that like us joining together, there just has to be no egos involved. Sure. Right. And just one come and go. Right. And if the come and go is to educate our people, right, and to bring resources to our community, then that should be the focus, right? No matter what, no matter what it materializes, that should be that should be the the overall goal. Sure, for sure. Yeah. Matt, tell everybody your background, man. Um, my background, I, I was a, a police officer for 10 years here in Memphis. Um, I grew up here in Memphis. Um, uh, like I said, I, I did that straight out of high school. Um, I went to college, so the city of Memphis paid for my college. Um, I went through the academy, came out at 21. I was old enough to carry a gun and went through the academy, excelled through that, and then became a police officer um, and, and, and just kind of, you know, served the community in that way. Gotcha, that's, gotcha. That's, that's my background. And now you're in real estate. Yeah. Yeah, man. So tell me a little bit about kind of some of the things you got going on with real estate. Uh, right now, um, I run a full-fledged real estate company. Um, the foundation was set when I built a wholesale company uh, four years ago. Okay. Um, and that company is just us, you know, finding cheap deals and then assigning those deals to other investors for a higher fee. Mm -hmm. um, but right now, we actually use that platform to acquire deals for ourselves. Okay. All right. So now we either fix and flip those deals or we we, uh, we buy and hold those deals for our rental portfolio. Mm -hmm. Um, and now we just added the, the new construction arm as well about eight months ago. For sure. Yeah. So um, we're getting our feet wet in that and actually using the wholesale platform to actually get those cheap lots, land, and things like that. Yeah, yeah. man. I know we got a time schedule. We're going to get on camera and talk a little bit more about it, man. But you made a, a statement or a comment earlier about you know how you're setting your, your kids up through a trust, man. Break that down uh, for the people that's watching. Yeah, so um, my daughter, this is this is me taking the gloves off. Mm -hmm. My daughter, um, she wants to become a doctor. She wants to be a pediatrician. Um, so the plan I have for her is to actually build her a building, right, so that she owns real estate. Um, before I actually build that building, I'm going to actually create a land trust first to buy the land, right? That secures that secures the land. And then you got to break that down, man, because I think... It sounds, it's just sound to people. Like, what is a land trust? Break that all the way down. Uh, so a land trust, like you said, you can have any type of trust, mm -hmm. right? So a land trust just um, secures the actual um, land of that of that property, protects it. Okay. Right? Um, Coach the Monkey kind of break that down a little bit better than I can. Okay. But for me, that's my understanding of, of, of getting a, uh, the foundation protected before I actually build something, mm -hmm. right? And also, um, if I wanted to sell it, Right, I don't have to pay any capital gains on it. So that's another thing that that protects us in, in a land trust. Gotcha, gotcha. Vito, give us your background, man. I know you 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 diversified, man. You got a lot of things going on. Kind of tell us a little bit about your background and kind of what you got going on. Um, I'm a retired barber stylist, so I did that for 21 years. I opened my first uh, salon when I was 24, and uh, by 34, I had um, opened a tax service. And I did really well. I had ASAP taxes and I had about six locations in the city. So um, going back to the original question that you asked was like, you know, how can we in this city, you know, what can we do? And you asked Coach DeMont the thing. By having Coach DeMont come here, man, and just initially when we talked at lunch, 
you know, him just seeing Memphis. The one thing that he said, what we really need is to unify, is to really come together. You know, man, I see you, young brother. Let me pass this torch. Mm -hmm. See, we don't want to pass that torch. And, you know, that's one of the things that I do. I invest not only money, I invest my time. Mm -hmm. You know, like Matthew tell you, he was a police officer. So when he went through a lot of struggles in life, I was there to invest a lot into this young brother. Like, man, look, you know, you can be an entrepreneur also. You know, he never seen himself being an entrepreneur, but coming around me, seeing me every day going to the barbershop, opening, opening doors with my keys and hitting the alarm and come on, you the first customer of the day. You know, those are things that we have to go back to, the ground levels. Mm -hmm. Everybody talk about where we are, but where we started was the investment of seeing an entrepreneur. I got other, other guys that work for me with tax services and opened their own. Sean, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So we're just looking at these brothers and that's one of the, you know, greatest things to me to look, look out to my brothers that I helped and now are striving by themselves, you know, because we have to have that first. Yeah. We have to have the help. We have to have the, the unity to come together, to listen to each other. Like, like Coach DeMond said, first of all, it starts with us. So that's what we need here in the city, man. I think it starts with us, just, just this table right here coming together and an outside brother for any, from Indianapolis coming in, Indiana, right? Coming in and saying, hey, this is what I see in Memphis. And that's what's happening. I go out of town a lot and I see more love than I do in the city. When I go out and say, hey, man, I own a lounge and I'm talking to these brothers that own lounges, man, they give me a full tour. But I'm here in Memphis and the guys, when I was opening my lounge, Nobody embraced it. Nobody said, man, it's, you know, good to see you guys on this side, man. I hope y'all do well. Anything you need, let me know. You know, so what I do is anytime I'm hearing about a new lounge, I always reach out. Hey, man, I hope you guys well. If you need me, you know, if you need me. Mm -hmm. One thing I told Matt when he started with uh, real estate, if you need me, I had not opened up 10, 10 brick and mortar locations. So, so the guy he needed me on, he said, hey, man, how do I go back, you know, getting through cold? Let me, let me make a phone call. Because mm -hmm. I got 10 years of dealing with these cats. So you need a mechanical inspection? Oh, let me make a phone call, bro. You know what I'm saying? Hey, man, they, they telling me I need to pull a permit. Let me make a phone call. You know what I'm saying? So it's about bringing our resources together, you know, and becoming more than just flipping mad or, you know, these different individual names and we becoming a team that we can now say, hey, we have all of these, you know, all of these businesses and mindsets under one, one, one umbrella. Why don't you guys come in? Yeah. You know, let's start inviting other people into the rooms now. So that's kind of my background, man. Just unity, man. Like all these young brothers, you see me, I met Kelvin. We met through Sean, you know, you was doing my t-shirts yeah, for, yeah, for uh -huh. my tax service. So that was big, man. And, and we, we still developed their relationship because I always respected you. I always respected your hustle, man. If I needed something, I called. If, if, the, if the price is right, because I had a budget, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm going through Calvin, you know? <laughs> if it ain't, hey, Calvin, let me call you. You know, so that was me. You know, I was always one to reach out. Mm -hmm. Even if I didn't know your background or, man, you doing a certain business, I want to reach out because we should be joining each other, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. Man, that's dope. Coach, 
Give me some book recommendations, man. You dropped um, you dropped one earlier. What are you listening to, man? What 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 audios are you listening to? I know you said you had a, a billionaire mentor, man. Like, give us some game on just kind of how do we pull ourselves up, man, through education. Um, self education is good. Um, I think that I, I think we're we're in a we're in a uh, a season where people are are. They asked me that question. What book should I read? What course should I take? So if you go read all these books and take all these courses and still not going to take any action, it's just like you just have a bunch of information and, you, and you're not leveraging it. See, I'm a jumper. Mm-hmm. I jump by faith. I don't, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't hold on to information and be like, oh, well, I learned this. Because I've, I've sat down with some very intelligent, we were just talking that like, this generation, this is the smartest, gener- smartest generation that has ever went through this earth. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. these kids now, they are so smart. So I said, we sit down with so many smart people, but if you're just smart and you're intelligent and you're a genius and you you never you never utilize that, then what is it? Yeah. You know, so I think if we starting about uh, just um, a basic book, I would say Rich Dad Poor Dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you, you you started with mindset, so that's when we started this conversation. You said mindset, so it helps you with mindset. It helps you to start understanding the development of good debt, bad debt, mindset, that our our, our environment. Our mm-hmm. environment plays a large part. Yeah. My billionaire mentor he told me, if you want to be a billionaire like me, I believe you could do it. But you got to unlearn everything that your mother, your grandmother, yeah. your father, everybody taught you. Yeah. So you got to unlearn. So he, he calls it, this is what I talked about in my TED talk, learning to unlearn. Mm-hmm. So that meant that my daddy issues, if I wanted to embrace this man, I had daddy issues. So when a man came to me and said they wanted to help me, automatically in my mind, I thought it was too good to be true. Mm-hmm. So I really was going to block him and not talk to him because I felt like he really didn't really want to help me. He wanted me to like work for him or he wanted to to use me. Like I just started thinking about all these. He never asked me for nothing. Mm. He's taught me everything that I know about finance. I didn't learn it in the school. I didn't learn it from my family. He he told me, he said, I know your your grandmother and your family taught you a lot. He said, but did they die rich? Mm. What did they leave behind? Wow. I know you love them. They taught you respect. They taught you a lot of the manners that you have. They taught you to be kind. They taught you, you know, integrity. But you said you want to be a billionaire. Mm-hmm. So you need you need a whole new level of principles and mindset in order to get there because the same mindset that it takes to be a thousandaire is not the same mindset that it takes to be a millionaire mm-hmm. or a billionaire. Mm-hmm. There's different levels. So I had to literally start unlearning. Well, how do you unlearn? Well, you got to start developing new habits. I didn't see people with good money habits in my in my family mm-hmm. or in my life. I didn't see people that understood credit. So I broke down credit and, and I taught myself discipline and finance. Mm-hmm. Finance isn't just paying your bills on time. Finance is understanding the principle of money. Yeah. Under, knowing where every dime of your money goes. Understanding it doesn't take more money. It takes you having more discipline. Most people think, oh, I need to make more money. I need to make more money. No, I met a guy that, that makes $25,000 a year. He's a multimillionaire mm-hmm. because he's a parking lot attendant. He invests all the money that he was making, and he sent, he sent his kids to college, but he invests his money into stocks over the years. Mm. So he invested. We don't invest. Yeah. 
we we buy assets. I mean, we buy uh, liabilities. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that's my you know that's my take. Yeah, man, that's uh yikes. You dropping some game, man. I, I, my question, my next question is, what are one of the main things that you think our culture has to unlearn for us to even put ourselves in a position to start learning? We have trauma. Yeah, trauma. we have trauma. We've been hurt, and we suffer from trauma all the way back from slavery. Our families, well, when, with that principal, when he was talking, talking about you know him embracing people, him building a relationship. That's what our great grandparents did. Relationships, they like families. Everybody in the neighborhood knew each other. Everybody in the church knew each other. Like we we built each other up as a community. We don't have that anymore. Mm-hmm. So when you start talking about what do we need to do, like we we have to let go of trauma. We don't trust each other. We don't trust our families. We don't trust. Uh, our spouses. We don't trust business partners. We don't want to do business with people. We don't want new friends. We don't want new relationships. We, we were talking about this earlier. When when, when prominent wealthy people send their they, they children to college, mm-hmm. they're not sending them to college to learn no more than what they know. They send them to college to build their network mm-hmm. because eventually they're going to be business owners. Eventually they're going to have their own practices and eventually they're going to need to make a phone call. My billionaire mentor, he walked me into a bank and made one phone call and got me approved for a six-figure loan. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, I had good credit, but he, it, his recommendation is what got me the line of credit because he knew the 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 the, uh, the man at the bank mm-hmm. because of the man at the bank went to college with him. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So relationships is way worth way more. Like I talked to a group of men the other day, and I told them I said, "Young men," I told them I said, "Y'all chasing everything is chasing the bag." getting to play, all that stuff they talk about. Look, build quality relationships. They, you can not have a dime and a person can think about you and invite you to a table that you're not even qualified for financially. Yeah, you yeah, see what I'm saying? Yeah. But you got the wisdom or you got the knowledge or you got the expertise to, to be able to help the situation. So build quality relationships. Quit talking about chasing the bag. I'm trying to get the bag. I'm trying to get the money. I'm try- Quit chasing money. Yeah. If you quit chasing money, you do what you love, money will chase you. And that's guaranteed. Man, it's crazy you say that because as I was building my first company and the financial rewards wasn't there yet, I used to tell my wife, I said, it's really two ways to be rich, right? It's one is the monetary, but it's also the second one is the relationships. And Mm I would find myself getting into doors that would cost thousands of dollars. But because mm-hmm. I knew the person, I was able to get in. I find myself at certain games, even with me and Vito, right? We'll find ourselves, I find myself at certain games sitting at certain seats. I couldn't necessarily at the time afford to be in that seat, but because right. of the relationships that I have. So I say that to validate what you're mm-hmm. saying. The relationships is the biggest part, man. And you touched a little bit on on slavery and you know, you even fast forward a little bit and get into like uh, civil rights and, you know, how we left the communities. Right. And we're not necessarily as unified together anymore. And that's what makes it so difficult in a lot of time for us to develop those uh, relationships and those connections that we need because we so separated. We so segregated. Right. We're not together anymore, man. So, dude, I know this is your show. But I'm gonna ask no, you good. I'm going to ask you a question. How powerful as a community do you feel like we could be if we were able to come together? Man, I think we'll be invincible. Mm-hmm. Um, unity is huge, man. I'm a big fan of uh, Elijah mm-hmm. uh, Muhammad. Um, I keep up with, with those guys. I, I keep up with Malcolm X. I, Farrakhan, I like a lot of the stuff they talk about, man. Mm-hmm. And it's nation building, right? And the principles that they break down is bringing us together, yes. helping us 
go back into that mindset because a lot of it is deception and not to get too far off track yeah. but a lot of it is deception we've been deceived right and we don't necessarily know our real history but mm -hmm. when we go back and start realizing that we are the original people right mm -hmm. and that a lot of these things that we see done today this stuff was done back in ancient Kemet right mm -hmm. we were the founders of brain surgery we were the founders of determining you know the birth of a child and, to, and, and what it is before it got here like that's our wisdom right and so first i think when we get back to fully understanding who we are in our history right that's the biggest deception right we got to understand that history and when we understand that history the unity is going to come natural and i think that's why you see a lot of the textbooks in school starting to change right and they're starting to change their narrative social media right it's a powerful tool but i think it is very very distracting right it mm -hmm. keeps us from focusing on the main thing because there's so much information out here and you and you ask yourself like man how come we we don't know these things how come we're not growing how come we're not unified it's because we distracted 90 mm -hmm. percent of the stuff that we look at on social media isn't the stuff that we're talking about mm -hmm. right it's either going to be some girls it's going to be something about some cars some money some some stuff that's not going to elevate us man so dude i think we'll be invincible if we unify do you think it's possible yes i do think it's possible People ask me a question all the time, so I just wanted to flip the flip the switch and ask you. Yeah, so, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. How 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 do what do you see unity being? How how do you see us unifying uh, at the back, state of mind we're in now? We live in a see it to believe it generation, so it takes see it us. To believe it. it. It takes us again the same question, the same answer to the question you asked earlier. It takes us standing on the forefront and showing this generation that it's possible. We don't have leaders. Mm -hmm. We have people that are talking, but we don't have people that are showing us nothing. Yeah. And people in my industry, <laughs> you know, so I, we have people that are saying all this, that you could do this, you could do that, but they're getting in jets while our people are still hurting. Yeah. We got people selling courses, and I sell courses too, but you got people selling courses and they showing, oh, I, I'm, I'm a millionaire, I'm a millionaire, I'm a millionaire, but we got people that that's not learning from these courses, right? So mm -hmm. what do we do? Yeah. You know, we've showed them that it's possible that I can join with this brother, I can join with this brother, I can join with this brother, and I can do something positive for our community. I think it show it we have to show people. That's if you look at our history, like our history is strong. It's I feel the energy in the city. Yeah. You know, like as they were taking me through the city and showing me the history of the city, like our roots are in this city. Mm -hmm. Movements were formed in this city. Deals were formed in the city. So we, like you said, we need to learn our history because our history is very strong. Mm -hmm. And we are relentless people. We can do, we can take little, a little, we talk about that in lunch. We, our, our grandparents and parents can take a little bit and make something. Yeah. So we got to show that, you mm -hmm. know, and show that it's not just about money. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't do nothing for money no more. Yeah. Like I don't even talk about money no more. Money will come. I'm not worried about money. He, we, we had a conversation last week that was like, you should come to Memphis. I told, he was like, bro, I could get a bunch of people in the room and, and you could teach them about trust. And I'm sure you could say, I was like, bro, I'm not worried about money right now. Let's figure out the foundation sure. of what we're building and the money will come. I know it'll come. I know we could do an event here. We could do it at his, at his spot. A lot of people gonna come. I know people gonna sign up for trust. Everybody needs help with their credit, yeah. you know. So I know that, but I want to figure out how we can build something a solid foundation. The money will come. So that's that's my. I, I think that we have to. We need leaders in our community. Mm -hmm. We need to show people, especially this generation who's who's influenced by material things. Yeah. Like they're influenced by if they get money, uh, PPP, all the the money that happened in twenty. I couldn't get I couldn't get 
inside the Mar to Louis, the Louis Vuitton store. It would take me three hours to get in the Louis Vuitton store because when everybody got their money, they went to the mall. Yeah. Or they went on vacation. Uh, uh, Dubai and 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 uh, in Mexico, like you could hardly get. I went to Colombia, and it, it it cost an astronomical amount of money just to go to Colombia. Like so, again, like when we get money, we go spend it. Yeah, we don't know how to invest it. Versus people standing on the front for us saying, you know what, I got this, but this is what I did to get it. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't have to. No, it didn't come easy, but I had to invest in real estate. You could study all the top wealthy people. They have real estate in their portfolio. You cannot teach wealth and not teach real estate. Mm -hmm. You can't do it. And I was going to say that, Coach. That was something that that was something that all of us had in common. Yeah. Is that all of us own real estate? Yeah. Right. I feel like real estate is is the the number one vehicle to generational wealth because real estate is going to be here hundreds of years after we are. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I'm still purchasing properties that was built in the fifties. 1950, 1960, 1970, right? And they're going to live on and my kids are going to have these properties, yeah. right? So I think um, also I wanted to kind of just point out the the importance of, of, like you guys saying, being unified, right? Being a unity. Like Vito, he didn't have to do what he did for me, mm -hmm. right? He didn't have to mentor me. So when I, when, I, when, I, when I think about mentors, right, I think of you two guys being my mentors, right? Because you guys deposited something positive in my life. Right, that I was able to actually use that was tangible, and and now I'm I am who I am because of these guys that have, that sure. have helped me along the way. So I want to kind of just you know reiterate that, and then also I've never said this publicly, but I want to thank my brother, for sure. right, for yeah. helping me out, bro. You know what I mean? Because it means a lot. It means a lot, and and when we we taking the gloves off, right? Yeah, take it them means off. a lot, man. I'm, yeah. I don't want to get emotional, but. He knows some of the things that I went through yeah. during that time. Like Coach said, it wasn't easy. Mm -hmm. It was very hard, right? Transitioning from being a police officer and, and people saying, hey, go back to your job, right? Because I could have, mm -hmm. right? But I chose to bet on myself, right? And I had people in my corner like Vito to keep me going. For sure. right? And that's what, that's what unity is about, yeah. right? That's what family is about, mm -hmm. right? That's what this thing entrepreneurship was about. Man, that's real talk, man. Vito, I, you are. You the corner man. Like when it's a, a boxing match going on, man, that, that guy that's in that corner that's keeping people in the game because we've had similar conversations as well, yeah. right? You were one of the first calls that I got when I jumped off with the equity tab. He was like, man, I've seen this podcast, man. It's this young dude that's doing this thing. I was like, who are you talking about? He was like, bro, I'm talking about you. And he's been motivating <laughs> in my corner ever since. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So this is, Coach, man, you hit it on the, the, the nail on the head. This is this is unity, right? We're showing that example in a very small way, right? It ain't about money. We'll get to the money, right? Yeah, We're just yeah. figuring out the foundation of how we come together and what we got going on. Uh, me and Matt just did some stuff over at the University of Memphis, right? We just kind of pulling each other wherever we can and, mm -hmm. you know, exploring all our talents, man, so that we can make a, a big impact. You got some? Yeah, I think that's, I mean, I, I appreciate it also, man. I want to say that I appreciate both of you guys, man, because some of the things, I, a lot of times people come to me and say, man, you don't even know what you did for me. I don't remember it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it's so, but I just, bro, I just spread love, bro. I don't come out of, I see people that need an opportunity. And if I have something to offer, you know, I want to see you guys go further. I know what I did in my career as a bar, as an entrepreneur first, because I haven't, I never worked a job. A lot of people don't know that. Like my, my last job was 9-11. Mm -hmm. 
when the, when the, when the planes crashed into the trade center, I was working at the airport for TWA, and I was going to barber school. And they came back and they said, TWA, you know, American just bought you guys and everybody in here can pack up and leave. Mm. So we was waiting two weeks just to hear if we still had that position. But I knew then, and I was 18 at the time, I knew then well, I got to go 100% into something. So I, I put 100% into barbering. And uh, just going back, me and Matthew was talking about uh, the, the unity that, that we are talking about me, you, D. Mays, Matt, you know, sitting down and just becoming something mm -hmm. in Memphis because Memphis need that. And Matt was like, man, you know, I got a lot of knowledge, V. You know, I've done a lot of reading. And, you know, you think they receptive because, once again, I introduced you to Matthew. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? I I brought him into, the into you know, what we was joining. You mm -hmm. know, it was lunch. I said, hey, I'm bringing my little brother. You know, let's sit down. Mm-hmm. Matt introduced me into to Coach Demont. You know what I'm saying? We was at the we was at the uh, Invest Fest, and he was like, "Hey, that that go my guy." You know, and I was like, "Cool." I said, "Let me get a picture with him too," because when I see uh, brothers moving in the right direction, I want to join you. You know, anything that I have that I can offer. Mm -hmm. I was telling Demont uh, when when King was coming into these cities, it was good brothers who was. Man, putting them in the house and that way they didn't know what King was. You know, they could assassinate him at anybody's house if they knew what hotel room. But it was good brothers that was putting them up. See, we can be the leaders, yeah. but we was good brothers in the pathway. So when Matt asked me that, I said, bro, you a leader. And as a man, you know, you got to acknowledge when a man is a leader. Yeah, I want to pass that torch. Now, I'm putting it a lot on you because now that torch is being passed. You young. We just sitting at the table for lunch. And um, I was telling Coach DeMont, and we was talking. I said, man, I got that from school days. You know, it kind of went over my head. He was like, what's it how me? And we were like, the movie. He was like, it's a movie school day? We were like, yeah. So we got a Spike Lee. School. Yeah, he talked with somebody about school. I was like, man, that's when young Spike Lee. Uh, man, everybody was young. You know, one of their first movies, uh, Lauren Fishburne. Like everybody just was starting. But look at the journey that they went on, just individually, to start there. You know what I'm saying? So it, it you was asking him, how do we unify? Mm -hmm. It starts with us. It start if we hit these streets, well not it was, it was so much respect for the for the Muslim nation when I saw the brothers with the with the plums and the apples and oranges. Mm -hmm. You understand? It was so much respect because now you're getting a little deeper to where you understanding where you stand, understand your position and where you stand. You know, if we talking about unified, we talking about uplifting our people, we talking bigger than money. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We were really talking bigger than money right now. So uh, what position do I play in that? You know, I'm listening to DeMont and uh, Coach was just saying, hey, this is this is what we're lacking. Man, I, I like I said, I can't wait to. Leave y'all brothers. You know, so I'm, I'm ready to go dive in and get this knowledge so I can come back and say, hey, these are my resources. This is what I found. What do you guys think about going this way? Mm -hmm. You know, show me what we need to do. Now, I'm going to take my resources and I'm going to use those resources to pull us up. Yeah. Versus me saying, well, I got this, man. I'm going to start my own business here because I see the need of it here. Right. You know what I'm saying? No, let me join you guys. 
I can be the person that just handle that wing. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's what I think we need, man. Uh, I love this city, man. Yeah. I, you know, I ain't gonna stay here long, but I love this city. <laughs> like, you know, but uh, yeah, man. Like we, 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 we. I think we own to some, bro. Yeah. Bro, yeah. Kevin, I think we own. We we talked a lot, bro. I think we own to some. I had to get you out your bed for this one. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But I think we own to some, bro. I was coming, man. Yeah. You ain't have to worry about that. Listen, uh, oh, dude, this has been a profitable conversation. Coach, it's been a pleasure meeting you, man. Uh, you dropped some game. I know for a fact the audience is going to love this conversation, man. I've enjoyed it. Um, in closing, uh, I know you've given out a ton of game, man, but like, any parting advice that you would leave for the community, the equity chasers, man, we'll greatly appreciate it. And also let people know how they can keep up with you. So, again, I know I, I normally start out, but I had two other business partners in 1% Club, <laughs> Uh, Tedrick and Tyree, how we started was I had a company and they had the largest credit repair company in uh, Texas and um, Louisiana, had thousands of people. And I ended up moving to Houston and we sat down, we was like, what? Kind of like how, we, how, we, how we're doing here. We sat down, we was like, how can we, how can we work together? And we were already friends and uh, we merged together and we built the 1% Club. And I said, I want to build a community. It was like, we want to build a community too. I said, I want to help people. I want to educate people. My ultimate goal in life is to open up a school uh, for entrepreneurs. We can't keep talking about, we want to educate people, want to educate or uh, what, what they didn't learn in school. Like I want to open up a school for entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were in alignment and we, and we don't have any problems, you know, and uh, I'm about to move to Atlanta and open up uh, the Atlanta one percent club office. I'm calling it the trust fund house, okay. and it's gonna be the first um, trust fund house in the world. Uh, you you ever been to Soho House? You and your wife? I haven't. I've oh. heard about it. Okay, yeah. So that we have a Soho house in um, Miami. It's one in Nashville. New York. Mm-hmm. It's one. It's one here. Nashville. Oh, Nashville. Oh, I didn't yeah. realize it was one in Nashville. I know it's one in in Miami. It's one in Miami. So the Soho House, so this, is, this is our version of the Soho House mm-hmm. uh, where you can come and, and network, where you can come and set up your trust fund, where you can come and get uh, your credit done. Okay. Uh, you know, we a lot of people being scammed online to where some people just want like the old school tax office. When people did your taxes, they can't, they wanted to go to the tax That's office. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. so I want to bring that back, you know, to, to where, but it's a modern day lounge, you know, it's a credit lounge. And I want to, you need funding for your business. You can come set an appointment. We'll help you get funding, you know. Uh, And then we also do live events and stuff. So I would like to do one in Memphis. We haven't talked about yet. But I would like to do one in Memphis too, you know, because that's why I asked Matt. I was like, is there any money here? Like, because... If if it's not, it's like we can help, like because banks. I have lot. I have my business partner is a, is an expert in funding, but we have lots of banks that give funding if okay. you qualify. And I'm talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know. So when you start talking about investing in businesses, investing in real estate, investing in all these things, people need money. Yeah, you know. So and we say, oh, because we're black, but no, it's not because we're black. It's because we don't qualify. Mm. So if you got bad credit. You don't have uh, no trade lines. You you don't pay your stuff on time. You're not gonna qualify for for funding. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that educating our community and doing putting those trust fund houses. Uh, my goal is is to open up six more locations in the next year. We just okay. opened up one in in Louisiana. 
Uh, and like I said, I'm doing one in in, uh, in Atlanta. And then we have one that's opening up in my hometown in Indianapolis. We already had a location. Okay. Um, so our main office is in Houston. Um, that's our flagship office. So to find me, uh, Coach DeMont on Instagram, uh, you can DM me or you can go to landtrustclub.com and set up a one-on-one -on -one call with uh, myself and my team. And we can get you set up for um, anything. You know, uh, my mentorship, Again, I help people to to buy, build, and flip. Okay. So once you get a, a trust, how do you fund it? You fund it with real estate. So my mentees are buying land for a hundred dollars, five hundred dollars, a thousand dollars through the tax deed sale, and every every county has a tax sale. Mm -hmm. Even this county, what's this county name? Shelby County. Shelby County. They have they have a tax. That's how. Matt was getting paid as a police officer is through sure. taxes. taxes. Yeah, taxes. through taxes. So um, that's how that's how we find properties. And then we build on that land and then using the hedge fund and then we flip that land. So my mentees make at least six figures a year just by doing that process. Okay. Yeah. Where do they go to uh, find your mentorship program? Landtrustclub.com. Okay. We, we first got to sit down and do a one-on-one -on -one call. You okay. know, just to, like I told you, success, success call to see where you are, what your goals are, and where you want to be. I don't mm -hmm. want to just take your money. I want you, if you need a trust, I want to show you how to do that, uh, uh, debt deletion or any of those things. So it first starts with a meeting, a one-on-one -on -one call. For sure. Man, listen, I want to thank you for taking the time out to come and do this, man. Like I said, this has been very profitable. I know that uh, you're in the city taking care of some business, doing some stuff with Matt and Vito, man. So to carve out this time for the equity tap, you know, this I, I greatly appreciate it, man. Uh, listen, guys, if y'all are getting value out of this conversation, what I need for you guys to do is hit the subscribe button. So as we continue to roll out conversations like this, you guys will be the first ones uh, to find out about it. Also, I'm going to drop all the Coach DeMont, Vito, Matt, all of their information is going to be down in the description. Do me a favor. Go down and tap in with these guys, man. They're giving out free game to help us move forward. So the least we can do is go in and tap in with them. Follow them on their social media, man. If y'all got any questions, reach out to them. These some good guys, man. They'll love to help you guys out, man. And until next time, what I need you guys to do, man, is stay tapped in and we'll see y'all at the top.